0: Fox, FaceTime Mama, I said to Siri.
1: Making a FaceTime call to Mama, she
0: replied back. I was in Vegas, but I didn't want to gamble, party, or even shop. All I wanted to do was talk to my son. I was starting to understand the things that were really important in life. Unfortunately, it took seeing other people die to make me realize what life was all about. I couldn't change my past, but I could determine how my future would go. After a few rings, my mama finally picked up her phone. She looked like she had lost a few pounds, so of course I questioned her about that. She said she was fine, but the tone in her voice let me know she wasn't. My mama was the type of person who would never tell me if she was sick, though. So where's my baby? I asked her. I couldn't get my son off of my mind. I had been praying to God all day asking for answers on how to fix my life, and he told me that being a better mother was the start of resolving all of my problems. He went with his daddy for a few days, answered my mama. What? With his daddy? I blurted out, loud enough for half of Las Vegas to hear. My son's father hadn't been in my life since he cut the umbilical cord. He was a no-good nigga who refused to get a job and sucked at hustling. This nigga could get fronted a whole pound of weed and would probably smoke three-fourths of it before he even tried to sell any of it. He was a straight loser, and I was truly embarrassed that I had ever even fucked with his lame ass. Once I started dealing with Dartavius, he changed his number and didn't even try to help. In his words, I was getting dick from that nigga who kick in doors and get money, so I didn't need his help anymore. Look, I be needing a break, girl. I gotta have a life, too. I can't be watching your child all day, every day. I got shit to do. So I've been letting his daddy come get him, explained my mama. How my mama even found my baby father was beyond me, but that was the least of my issues with the situation. Mama, I pay you three stacks a month to keep him. That's more than some people make working a full-time job. I don't want him staying nowhere else but with you, I reminded her. Wait a minute now. You, my child, who the hell you think you talking to? I'm doing you a favor keeping this little boy, she screamed into her iPhone. One of the issues with having a mother that was only 16 years older than me was that sometimes we argued like sisters since we weren't really all that far apart in age. Mama, it ain't a favor if I'm paying you, I reminded her. So you want me to raise your child because you would rather run the streets and get money? That's your problem. You think money solves everything, but that little boy ain't gonna remember who brought him a PlayStation 4 when he's grown up. But I bet he remembers me taking him to school every day, though. I bet he remember me picking him up from basketball practice and being his cheering section at his games, though, yelled my mama. You know what? I'm not finna argue with you, but I'll be back in South Carolina in a few days and you can best believe I'm coming to get my son. Just make sure he's ready to go, I said. I believe it when I see it, said my mama, ending the call. As much as I wanted to argue with my mama, she was making some valid points. I still didn't approve of her leaving him with his dad, without even asking me, though. That part wasn't cool at all. It didn't matter, though, because as soon as I got back to South Carolina and got my money, my number one priority was going to get my son for good. Being a full time mother would definitely affect my status with the Gallardo gang, but at this point, I didn't care. Some things were more valuable than money. Dominic. So you no like the way I
2: look? i not attractive to you?
3: Ah, I like you a lot. Why you think that?
2: You dick no get hard when I walk in room. All men get instant hard on when I walk in the room. But you not.
3: The truth was, spicy was a little bit intimidating to me i had never been around a woman as gorgeous as her and i really didn't know what to do she could sense my apprehension and decided to take over the situation with no words she laid me down on my back and then unfastened my belt buckle so that she could slide my american eagle jeans off spicy reached into my boxers and then started rubbing gently on my manhood then she stood up for a second and slithered out of her skin tight dress
2: you like my body
3: looking at spicy's completely shaved and waxed body i was speechless She bounced her way across the room to retrieve a condom, then came back and proceeded to slip it on me, with her mouth. Next, Spicy took a rubber band from off her wrist and tied her hair back so that it wouldn't get in the way. After that, Spicy started to give me the best head that I had ever gotten. The way that she went up and down so fast had me ready to come after just a few strokes, but I did my best to control myself. The best part was yet to come. Spicy climbed herself on top of me and unbuttoned my shirt. After helping me slide it off, she whispered in my ears,
2: Just relax, puppy.
3: Spicy turned around and straddled herself on top of me. She was in what's called the reverse cowgirl position. She reached her hand back and grabbed my shaft, then inserted me inside of her. Even though I was wearing a condom, I could still feel her wetness. She was warm and tight like her pussy had been specially molded to fit around me. Quickly, Spicy began to bounce up and down, treating my dick like a pogo stick.
2: Aye, puppy.
3: Oh, my goodness, was all I could utter as I watched Spicy's ass jiggle a little bit more with each stroke. Spicy was going faster and faster and moaning harder and harder. Finally, with no warning, she exploded like a fire hydrant in the hood that had just been opened on a hot summer day. Spicy was a squirter, the first one I had ever encountered. Her juices flooded my legs and caused me to bust, too. After our nuts, we both just stayed in the position for a few minutes and didn't say anything to each other. Finally, Spicy got up and made her way to the bathroom. She returned with a warm towel, which she used to wipe me off. She took another sip of water and started to put her dress back on. Her job was done. She had definitely earned whatever money Pop had paid her, and it was time for her to be on her way. I understood that, but I still didn't like it. Call me a sucker, but I didn't want Spicy to leave. I wanted her to stay and talk to me, even if we didn't have sex again. It had only taken me a few minutes to tell that Spicy was a special type of person. By looking into her brown eyes, I could tell that she was full of life experiences. Spicy had loved, been loved, had her heart broken, and broken plenty of hearts. She knew way more about love than I did, but I wanted to learn. As she sauntered her voluptuous body to the door, the thought that I might never see her again scared me. Wait! What? I don't want you to leave.
2: Papa, only pay for one time. If you want more hours, it would have to be paid up front, puppy.
3: Spicy was all about her business, and I couldn't knock her for that. I was focused on my money, too. Look, I can pay you whatever you want. I just want you to stay. Chill with me. Let's talk. Order some room service and a movie or something. Spicy looked me over. It seemed like she couldn't tell if I was serious.
2: Look, puppy. I'm a whore. This no pretty woman movie. I know what men want me for. And I'm fine with that. You not try to save me, okay? I like what I do. I like this life for me.
3: But what if I don't? What if I want to give you more? The words coming through my mouth were just flowing out without stopping by my brain for approval. I didn't know what I was saying or why I was saying it, but I couldn't stop myself. I was crazy to be begging Spicy to stay and hang out with me. She had put it on me, and here I was acting like a straight fool. I knew what she did for a living, but I didn't care. Just don't go. At least tell me your story. Spicy laughed, then finally walked back over to the bed and sat down. Then she went on to tell me about one of the craziest stories that I had ever heard in my entire life. Spicy was born 22 years ago into a level of penury and poverty that I didn't even know existed. She was born in Rio de Janeiro in a favela. A favela was a Brazilian slum where poor people lived in extremely close quarters and their apartments were stacked right on top of each other like Lego blocks. It made the projects I had seen back in New Jersey look like luxurious townhouses. When Spicy was 14, her father had gotten mixed up with a Brazilian drug cartel called the PCC. He owed them some money, and when he couldn't pay, he was murdered in cold blood and broad daylight right in front of Spicy and her brother. Spicy's mother feared for their family's lives, so they fled their hometown. But with no money, they were nearly starving themselves to death. Everything changed when an American tourist saw Spicy begging for money. He offered her $10 for sex, and since she hadn't eaten in two days, Spicy took up the man on his offer. From there, Spicy's life as a prostitute began. She was literally fucking to feed her family. Once she turned 18, Spicy saved up enough money for a one-way trip to Las Vegas where prostitution was legal. She got involved with all types of hustlers, hoes, bosses, and pimps, and eventually became one of the most in-demand escorts in the city. She still sends money home to her family, and her goal is to move them to the U.S. too. Spicy had been through it all, and she was scarred, but despite everything, she was still beautiful. After listening to her story, I was mesmerized and could only think of one thing to say. I can help get your family to the U.S., but you can't leave my side. Spicy just looked at me with tears filling her brown eyes. She didn't know what to say, but she didn't leave my room. She stayed right by my side, which was exactly where I needed her to be.
1: Asia. I woke up the next morning realizing that I'd officially had enough of Vegas. Shit would have been better if me and my cousin India were on speaking terms because I would have just flown her in and turned up. But I wasn't about to turn up with no bitches I ain't even know. That wasn't my style. I had lost all the gambling money Pop had fronted us playing some bullshit called Spanish 21 where I swear the dealer had cheated his ass off. On top of that, I couldn't get no dick. I was tight about the fact that this nigga Kev had dead ass turned me down. However... When my phone rang with a call from Pop, I had a feeling the nightmare vacation was finally over. Good morning, Pop, I said.
4: Round everyone up and tell them the jet will be leaving shortly. I've unloaded the jewelry and have a payment for each of you waiting back in South Carolina, said Pop.
1: I almost jumped my ass through the ceiling I was so excited. Yes, I hollered out before thanking Pop over and over again. Then I hit a quick money dance and proceeded to tell everyone the good news. I packed up the new clothes I had brought and made my way to the jet, along with the other members of the gang. Let's get it! A million dollars on deck! I screamed out in jubilation as I walked up the steps to the jet. Everyone was on board and ready to get home to SC, including Dominic, and some bitch I had never seen before. Who the fuck is that? I asked him.
3: This is spicy. She's gonna be
5: coming home with me. Bruh, that bitch sexy as fuck, but you can't make a housewife out of a hook. Don't disrespect my lady.
1: Kev was still a little high and drunk and was talking a little more recklessly than he should have been. I mean, I agree with everything that he was saying, but if Dominic was feeling abroad, then that was on him. However, Kev couldn't let it be. He just kept on talking, which pissed Dominic off even more. Kev reached into his pocket and pulled out a few stacks.
5: How much for some head in the bathroom?
1: Fox was just looking out the window on some dazed and crazy shit, not even bothering to check her man, which was crazy to me.
5: Look, man, cut it out.
1: I had never heard Dominic speak with as much bass in his voice before.
5: Nigga, that there is a hoe. I know a hoe when I see one. They for everybody. I could buy...
1: Started Kev, but he wouldn't get to finish his insult. Dominic stood his lanky frame up, cocked back, and hit Kev with a right cross that would have made Mike Tyson proud. The punch caught Kev square on the jaw. To make matters worse, Kev hit the floor of the plane like a stack of potatoes and bumped his head on the way down. Just like that, he was out cold. Dominic didn't say one word. He just went back to his seat next to Spicy and waited for the jet to take off. Kev's ass didn't really fully wake up until we were almost all the way back home. Maybe Dominic wasn't the lame-ass dude I had written him off to be after all.
5: Kev. I woke up with a hangover and a knot on the side of my head, but I really didn't give a fuck. I had gotten so high and drunk that I couldn't even really remember exactly what had happened. But I did remember talking some shit to Dominic and then getting stole on. It didn't even matter, though. All I could think about was that cold, hard cash that Pop was about to give us. As we got off the plane and hopped in the rolls, everyone was talking about what they were going to do with their cut of the money. Also, we were all wondering how soon it would be before we had to do another job. One thing Pop had made clear from the rip was that he didn't put us together to do one job and get lazy. When he called us for work, we had to be able to drop everything and be ready to put in work at a moment's notice. I was hoping that we would have some time to enjoy our money. But I also had a feeling that there would be another job very soon. Pop hadn't gotten rich by being lazy. I knew that he was constantly working on setting up jobs. If he was working, that meant that we would be working also.
1: Shit, I don't care if we gotta do another job tonight. Whatever Pop says is what I'm gonna do because that nigga is a genius. I'm trying to get rich like his ass.
5: I had to agree with Asia. We all needed to get as much money as we could as quickly as possible. Opportunity doesn't knock twice. As we finally pulled back up to Pop's mansion, Dominic gave his new chick, Spicy, a few hundred bucks and sent her to his house in a cab. She wasn't allowed to be around for any official gang business. I thought the nigga was wildin' for sending some broad he barely knew to his home, but as I thought about how my jaw was still sore, I kept my opinion to myself. I was still kind of mad the nigga had clocked me in the mouth, but I probably deserved it. Sometimes that liquor can get me talking a little reckless. We walked into Pop's living room to find him sitting on the couch beaming from ear to ear. I had never seen him smile like that before. In front of him, there were four briefcases.
4: So, how does it feel to become millionaires?
5: Finally, the moment had come. We each stood up and opened our briefcases, and there it was, a million dollars in cash. $10,100 bills for each of us For a while all I could do Was stare at the money I had been around millionaires
4: before But now I was officially one The feeling was crazy Now I do want to express some things to you all Remember that we still must spend our money wisely No major all cash purchases Or the FBI will be knocking on your door Faster than you can believe If you want a new car Stretch it out and make payments If you buy a new house Get a 30 year mortgage Live your lives, but be conservative. We all
5: agreed. Pop obviously knew what he was talking about. He had acquired all the things he had and was off of the radar of the feds, so he knew the right way to do things. As everyone enjoyed their money, Fox finally broke the celebration up.
0: Pop, I need to talk to you in private. Fox, Pop walked me out onto the upstairs balcony of his crib and shut the door so that none of the other gang members would be able to hear our conversation. I didn't know exactly how to say everything that I was feeling, but I knew that now was the time to let Pop know that I didn't want to be down with the gang anymore. It just wasn't in me to continue. I had a feeling deep down inside letting me know that I had to go and get my son. He needed to be with me, not my mama, and for damn sure not his stupid-ass daddy. I was the one who had birthed him. And it was time for me to take the complete responsibility for him.
4: You look a little down for someone who just made their first million.
0: Stated Pop, noticing my demeanor. Mm, it's just, I can't do this anymore. I gotta get out the game. I got a little boy to look after. I explained. Pop shook his head.
4: Now Fox, you know what I told everyone from the beginning? The Gallardo Gang is about loyalty, trust, and longevity. You've done one job gotten paid, and you're ready to quit, I don't understand,
0: said Pop. I could tell Pop was upset with me, but it wasn't about him. For the first time in my life, I had to do what I needed to do, not what somebody else wanted me to do. I came up doing stings because Dartavius wanted me to. After he died, I sold weed because I felt like I had to survive and support my son. Now, being in the Gallardo gang, I had to do whatever Pop wanted me to do, and I wasn't feeling it anymore. Pop, I appreciate everything that you have done for me, but I can't continue. I mean, we killed an innocent person. She was just trying to take care of her son, and I can't imagine if that happened to me, because I got a son. It's too complicated to explain, but I just can't stay in the gang. I just want to get far away from everything, I pleaded with tears welling up in my eyes. Pop looked at me for a few seconds before he spoke. He had a way of reading people with his eyes that always intimidated me.
4: So there's nothing that I could say to change your mind?
0: Asked Pop. No, there isn't. I instantly replied as the tears were flowing full force now.
4: Wait here. I'll inform the other members of the gang. I think it would sound better coming from me than you. I wouldn't want them to think you were only in it for one big score and had planned to quit all along.
0: Nah, it wasn't like that at all. The gang got to know I was loyal to them, especially Kev, I explained.
4: Nevertheless, I think I should be the one to break the news to them. Wait here, Fox,
0: said Pop as he walked back into the house and locked the sliding door behind him. Why the hell did Pop lock me out, I wondered as fear trembled through my body.